0: All right, let's head to the Payless Liquors Hotline, and yesterday we got kind of the high school background on Jarris Walker. Today we'll get a little bit more of the college insight, and he is an assistant coach for his father down at Houston. He is Kellen Sampson, and he joins us right now on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach, good morning. Hey, good morning to you guys. hope all is well up in Indianapolis. Coach, your first time seeing Jerris Walker, I'm going to guess the physical presence of him stood out. What do you recall about that first time you walked into a gym and saw him?
1: Just how ridiculously confident he is. Um, you know, you're talking about a kid who, at, at age 14, left home, um, never went to a public high school, never, never went to. Um, you know, uh, a school down the street when it came to high school, I mean, he, he, he literally is the is the byproduct of the European model, right, is he went to uh, a club at age 14 and, and trained for four years at IMG. So the first time I saw him, because of the pandemic, was the summer before his senior year of high school. And and I just couldn't get over how confident and assured of himself he was. Um, just never seemed rattled and, and had just this awesome demeanor in, in everything he does.
0: Was there anything in particular? And I guess I don't know exactly the order of when you saw him versus your dad, or how you know scholarship offers work. But what I guess struck you that said, "Hey, we have to offer this guy. This guy is a Houston Cougar without question."
1: Yeah, uh, you said first. You look at his physical stature. I mean, uh, I mean, he looks like a a, a guy that's a seven-year pro. when he walks through the door, but uh, just he, he's blessed with an with an awesome basketball IQ, but an awesome basketball skill set. I mean, he's he's uh, you know six seven, two hundred and forty five pounds without ever lifting a weight. He's seven two and a half wingspan, and he's as easy he's as as much a candidate to not only snatch the rebound but also put it on the deck and then make the right play as he is uh, coming out of nowhere and blocking a shot. I mean, he's. Um, we've done a heck of a job finding uh, under-the-radar under the radar prospects and developing them into something. Jarrett was not that. Jarrett <laughs> screamed at you that uh, he's going to spend nine months on campus, and if you don't screw him up, he's going to get taken uh, with the eight pick in the drafts, and fortunately
2: we did. Coach, one thing that is very obvious in watching Houston play – and it was true, obviously, at Indiana and at Oklahoma, in Kelvin Sampson's teams, at Washington State, for that matter. Um, there's a, it, it is a swarming level of defense, and it is absolutely just like a dogfight. Anytime you you watch Houston play, did Walker have to learn that, or did he walk in from the get-go? Of because I think that it, it takes a special breed, does it not, Coach, to buy into being a nasty defensive-based team? Because guys all want to score. Did he have to learn that?
1: Yes, I mean, I think that um, um, you know, he, he, if there were things that came really natural to him. He's a natural rim protector. He's a naturally, uh, uh, he's gifted with with natural anticipation skills for to be all of to be a terrific defender. Um, but to your point, n- nobody walks through the door ready to be a tough, gritty, relentless um, competitor on the defensive end. You have to. You have to surrender to the process around here, but I'll give Jairus all the credit in the world. This is literally a kid who could have gone anywhere in America uh, to go to college. He chose Houston, knowing that it was probably going to be hard. You know, we're not known for for easy practices. We're not known for uh, a carefree, come as you go existence here, uh, and and that was certainly the case for Jairus. He, he chose difficult because he he knew in his people and his family knew it's what Jairus needed to accomplish his goals and dreams and I remember talking to so many people in the, in the draft processes uh, Jarris chose Houston even though he knew um, that he was going to get pushed outside his comfort zone and comfort levels like no other I, I can't think of a higher praise for that kid than, than that
2: what is outside his comfort zone what areas did you notice him looking uncomfortable
1: you know, it's interesting, is given how physical he, how, how physically imposing he is. Um, playing with great physicality didn't come natural to him. It's one of those deals, is that he's always been so big. Uh, he spent most of his youth being people thought he was three or four grades ahead of who he was, and so uh, everybody was so quick to, to call fouls on him. They were so quick to to call a charge or over the back or all this other stuff. And so Jairus, over time, developed learned how to play without contact because people or little kids used to flop on him all the time. And so by the time we got him, or he got older in high school and we got him, he didn't have a great feel for how to play with great physicality, and he almost avoided contact too much um, as a byproduct of just being the biggest, strongest kid uh, his whole life. And so uh, we really had to work at um, getting him getting an edge back with him. Um, but I'll give all the credit in the world to Jairus. that he's not too big or too uh, to try anything. He is unbelievably ridiculously coachable. Um, we've never had a freshman here who was as in, who was as intelligent and asked as good of questions as he did. Uh, as a freshman, I mean, most freshmen you get, they're asking those brown nosing, kind of suck up questions just so that the coach thinks that they're really paying attention. Whereas Jarrett asked the pertinent, deep, important questions that he knew he would be responsible for. Um, just just blown away with who Jarrett is from the shoulders up.
2: You know, it's interesting, Coach, Kellen Sampson from the University of Houston is our guest on the Payless Sugars Hotline. Mm-hmm. When you only have a guy, you know, it's not like you had him for four years, right? But even in that time frame, did you see growth out of him? And, and and there are some guys that want to grow and other guys that don't realize that they're just doing it organically. Which did you see out of him and what areas did under your watch you see him develop?
1: Yeah, yeah. look, we knew if it went well with Jarris that we were going to have him nine months. But even in his – Jarris unpacked his bags here. Um, I don't think he was – he never took the mindset, or he never took the approach that I'm out, regardless. I'll be, you know, it was always I'll be out if if that's what, um, if that's what the obvious answer is to be. And I think that you know one of Jarris' greatest gifts is that he's ridiculously always in the moment with you. Uh, he's in the moment for every workout. He's in the moment for every practice. He's in the moment for every film session, and because of that, he gets better in such huge leaps and bounds. I mean, you're talking about a kid. I thought he got. Better every month he was with us. Um, he became a better shooter. Uh, he became uh, a more diverse offensive weapon. Uh, he be, he became a much better finisher and scorer inside five feet, which is where I didn't think he was terrific when he first got to us. But we we worked we worked we worked. But I, I think that chairs learned to give. Uh, Terrific multiple efforts on the defensive end, um, and just really took to seeing that as. You know, I think he was always a good defender, uh, but every month, Jarrett became to understand the value of becoming a versatile defender—not just a guy who gets steals or blocks, but a guy who can, you know, win first dribbles, take, you know, really be aggressive and challenge and win closeouts and took a lot of pride in his defensive effort I mean, against Auburn. Uh, his second-to-last game with us, I mean, he had seven block shots, and he raced um, numerous defensive mistakes uh, along the way. So um, you, you, I think it, with as basketball savvy as Pacer fans are, they're, they're going to fall in love with Jaris.
0: Coach, I was hoping you could expand a little bit more on kind of that defensive nerd stuff, you know, this – the franchise has been, frankly, pretty horrid on defense over the last handful of years, and that's with an elite rim protector in Miles Turner, but so many breakdowns on the perimeter and just guys getting into the lane. You bring up that Auburn game, I think the Miami game as well. He had another really you know, nice rebound block standpoint in the tournament. What made Jarris the type of defensive player that obviously the NBA clearly coveted and the Pacers desperately need? Well, First of all, it starts with his, his intelligence. Um, uh, bad
1: defenders are dumb defenders. Um, and, and I think it starts there. You know, Jarris gets a lot of blocks, but he also doesn't get a lot of fouls because he doesn't needlessly go for shot fakes. Uh, he doesn't needlessly gamble his way out of position. He, 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 he's very calculated with um, who, what, when, and where he he. he, he, he uh challenges passing angles, passing lines. Uh he's got terrific timing and body control coming over on the weak side and and um sending back uh especially slot drives. He he's just he's he reads it well and he and he's gifted in that regard. But um you know, if Jarrus was a defensive end, uh he would be a combine freak. Uh, in Indianapolis every year. I mean, he is, given his size, his length, his his athleticism, his ability and his short area quickness and burst to win first dribbles and and to close out, drop his hips and win first bounces um, is awfully, awfully impressive. He can trap or hard show or, or, or hard hedge any ball screen that you're asking of him, but he can also switch and stay in front of 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 um, jitterbug guards. I mean, I think, you know, at no point in time did we ever have any concerns, especially once we got to conference play, with him switching on, on to point guards. And I think it, the numbers bore out that in one-on-one situations, um, Jarvis was as, a, as an elite of an ISO defender as there was in the country. And that's a combination of his length, his athleticism, but I just can't overstate um, how intelligent and smart he is at, at at in scramble and broken court situations.
2: Well, Coach, I appreciate the time this morning. Uh, just out of curiosity, like for Father's Day and Christmas every year, do you just get your dad denim shirts? Is that how that works? <laughs> like, like is he like? Well, wait a minute. Yeah, you've given me forty of these, but I can always use a forty-first, right? Well, you know what? One of the best parts of COVID is he is we've
1: totally gone away from um all that and and then you know he was always a blue shirt red tie guy forever and for always
2: um he's a golf shirt polos. guy now right
1: we are straight polos but then yeah. how about this we we are we are sweatpants
2: uh we
1: don't even wear khakis
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and the rest of the world man it's beautiful yeah. hey listen oh, uh, watching houston basketball i gotta tell you it's i mean I, it is frantic, and it's like a roller coaster because of the way that you guys just suffocate and take teams out of rhythm. And, and as a as a spectator, it, it's like a roller coaster ride. So I can only imagine from a coaching standpoint, it's an organized chaos, but it's an impressive chaos, and obviously it works. So um curious to see how that works out for Jairus Walker here and how he brings that intensity to the Pacers. But the insight this morning is certainly appreciated. We appreciate it very much.
1: You guys have an awesome day. Have a great summer, and uh, we look forward to seeing J- and the uh, Blue and Gold, come, uh, come November. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. You guys be blessed.